Brethren, please open your Bible with me to Psalm 52. Like many of the Psalms, this Psalm was penned after a very specific event in the psalmist's life. It is my desire this morning to present us both with the historical event and then hopefully present a few simple practical applications for each of us. Based on the uninspired subscript of this psalm, we believe this to be David writing in anger and sorrow after he was told what Doeg the Edomite had just done to the city of Nob. This historical account is in 1 Samuel 21 and 22. Let me give you a brief synopsis. The event starts with David and a few of his mighty men running for their lives from King Saul. As they were fleeing, they came to the city of Nob and to the house of Ahimelech, who was a priest of God. David told Ahimelech that he was on business for King Saul, but because of the hasty nature of the request, he left without food or armor. Ahimelech believed David and gave him and his men of the showbread and also provided David with the sword of Goliath, who he was, which he was holding. While David was in this city, Doeg the Edomite was also there, and he saw Ahimelech assist David and his men. Doeg reported this to King Saul, who then ordered that Ahimelech and all the priests from this city be brought to him. When Saul asked Ahimelech why he assisted David, David replied to Saul and said, You have no greater or more faithful servant than David. And he came and said he was on business from you, so we have done nothing wrong. Saul didn't like this answer, so he ordered that his men kill Ahimelech and the other priests. King Saul's own footmen wouldn't touch the Lord's anointed or his priest. So Saul then turned to Doeg the Edomite, who proceeded to kill 85 priests in one day, and then went to the city of Nob and murdered men, women, children, and beasts. Utter wickedness. One of Ahimelech's children escaped the massacre to tell David, which caused David grief because he understood the murders were because he had visited Ahimelech and the assistance Ahimelech provided him and his men. So it is our understanding with that framework is when David wrote Psalm 52. So please follow along as I read it to you. Why boastest thou thyself in mischief, O mighty man? The goodness of God endureth continually. Thy tongue deviseth mischiefs, like a sharp razor working deceitfully. Thou lovest evil more than good, and lying rather than to speak righteousness. Selah. Thou lovest all devouring words, O thou deceitful tongue. God shall likewise destroy thee forever. Amen. He shall take thee away and pluck thee out of thy dwelling place and root thee out of the land of the living. Selah. Amen. The righteous also shall see and fear and shall laugh at him. Lo, this is the man that made not God his strength, but trusted in the abundance of his riches and strengthened himself in his wickedness. But I am like the, a green olive tree in the house of God. I trust in the mercy of God forever and ever. I will praise thee forever, because thou hast done it. And I will wait on thy name, for it is good before thy saints. Amen. As we get into this psalm, David starts with, Why boasteth thou thyself in mischief, O mighty man? Can you hear David's sarcasm making fun of Doeg? 
Doeg thought himself something because he massacred a city of unarmed men, women, and children. What a, what, what a shame. David does give something, though, that we can boast in, and that is the goodness of God, which endureth continually. When we move to verses 2 through 4, David is describing Doeg's wickedness, and he's focusing primarily on the tongue, as it was Doeg's report to Saul that set into motion this entire wicked event. There is a sila at the end of verse 3 that we should stop and consider. Thou lovest evil more than good, and lying rather than to speak righteousness. There are people in this world that flat out love evil and lying more than anything else. Can you imagine that Saul, wicked King Saul, his own footmen wouldn't touch these priests. But there are some that go beyond that, and one of those was Doeg the Edomite. He knew his wickedness knew no bounds. Lord, hold us back from any wickedness, because it pervades within us, and without the Lord's blessing, there go we. Verse 5 is the punishment from the Lord on Doeg and other such wicked men. The destruction from the Lord is swift and thorough. Those that are so wicked as described in verses 1 through 4 are sure to meet an early and painful end. We don't know exactly when Doeg's life ended, but we can take confidence in this verse that it was most likely not a calm, peaceful end. The Lord took him out. There's a second sila at the end of verse 5. We should stop and consider the Lord's vengeance on wicked men. It is needful for us to remember and consider the Lord's hatred of the wicked and their soon and sure destruction. The wicked are in no place of neutrality before the Lord. The Lord is angry with the wicked every day. We need to stop and consider, and we should be angry with the wicked every day. Verses 6 and 7 are how the righteous should respond to the wicked and the Lord's revenge on them. After seeing what the Lord does to the wicked, the first response should be to fear. When the wicked are destroyed, it should cause us to stop and consider, is there anything in those wicked men's lives that is true in our lives? Yes. We should stop and fear. Yes. Amen. After fearing, though, and examining ourselves, we should laugh and rejoice at the result of the wicked. Yes. Any man who does not make God his strength, that foolishly trusts in his own riches and strengthens himself in his own wickedness, deserves whatever damnation God sends him, and we should rejoice when it happens. David was very much looking forward to the time that he could celebrate Doeg the Edomite's demise. As we end this psalm with verses 8 and 9, David shows us the contrast between himself as a righteous person and what has been described uh, about Doeg. David will be firmly planted in God's house because he trusts in the mercy of God forever and ever, even even when bad events like the massacre of the city of Nob occurs. David not only trusts in the Lord, but he's also going to praise him because he knows the Lord is in control. When David says in verse 9 that thou hast done it, David could be referring to the fact that he is planted like a green olive tree, or he could be referring to the fact that the Lord allowed Doeg to murder a whole city. It makes no difference because the Lord is in control of all affairs of men. Finally, David states, that he will wait on the Lord's name because it is good before the saints of God, which you and I get to experience on a daily basis as his dear children. Hopefully my comments and understanding the historical event that inspired this psalm and added, added some clarity to this psalm for you. But the New Testament exhorts us to look back in the Old Testament, excuse me, Testament and remember those things that were written aforetime for our learning. 
With that in mind, please allow me the liberty to pull three practical lessons for, lessons for us. When reviewing and considering the psalm, I was convicted to consider our speech. Yes. While we don't have any Doeg the Edomites in here, we all have temptations and sinful nature that lends itself to some of the items mentioned in verses 1 through 4. Yes. We each have within us a burning fire that no man can tame. Our tongues are set on fire from hell and love to spew venom and hatred towards and about others. I hope you all know this is true about yourself. We must be on guard at all times to avoid this being true about us. When we are in the flesh, speaking deceitfully and lying are much more exciting than talking of righteousness and building each other up. Can you and I consider our tongues this morning? Do you enjoy speaking negatively about others? If you fit into this category, there should be some significant fear on your part because verse 5 could be true about you. So stop and consider how you use your tongue. Right, yes, Lord. The second application I want to pull is for us to self-examine what we consider our strength. It was talked about, Doeg, that this man made not God his strength, but trusted in the abundance of his riches and strengthened himself in his wickedness. What do you and I look to when things happen? Do we think we've created something in and of ourselves? Everything we have was given to us from the Lord. And for us to foolishly go after and say, hey, I've made, I'm a self-made man, is not just foolish, it's wicked rebellion yes. against the God who gave it to us. Excellent. Stop and consider. What do you consider your strength? The third and final application from this psalm is I want us to think about the man after God's own heart response to a negative event. Think with me of David's current circumstances when he wrote this. He was still on the run from King Saul. He was undermanned and unprepared if Saul were to find him. And then he just learned that an entire city of priests had been massacred because they helped him. So what is his response? After a few verses of talking about the wicked, he vows to praise the Lord. He encourages himself to trust in the Lord and in his mercy. He knows the Lord is in control of all things and that he will bless his saints. Will you with me commit right now to have this response no matter what the Lord brings your way? In general, throughout this church, we are all in a good place. and The Lord's very kind to us. But, but bad times could and most likely will be coming. Can you use right now to strengthen yourself and to prepare yourself for the proper response like David had. Lord, teach us the proper response. I hope this explanation and some simple applications are convicting to you and glorifying to the Lord. Thank you. Amen.